Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries, a.k.a. The Word Church. Again, uh, we've been speaking on our spiritual armor and weaponry. We referenced the scripture over in Ephesians 6 where he says, keep on the whole armor of God. So, uh, again, I want to kind of go over to another scripture that's in line with that when it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we'll start at verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. That means we use the word of God to pull down any satanic or demonic forces. That's what we use. See, we're, we're mighty in God. Our warfare is not carnal. That means flesh and blood. That means you can't use anything physical. In order to, to battle in the spirit, you got to use the spirit. And Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. That's over in John 6. So look what he says here, verse 5. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So he says, casting down every high thing that, well, I like to say that attempts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing those thoughts, remember the battles in the mind, bringing those thoughts into captivity. That's why he tells you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you have a renewed mind and your mind is renewed to the word of God, it's easy to cast down any thought that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Because you know what the truth is. The truth is in your heart. And because you've been meditating on it, it's transformed your thinking. You don't think like that anymore. So if you get a, a thought that says uh, you're not going to make it and God's not going to provide your needs and this, this illness is going to take you out, you have to cast that thought down and replace it with, for we understand that by his stripes we're healed. For the grace of our Lord, what's that scripture in uh, Isaiah? But, but I'm paraphrasing. By his stripes we are healed. You, we stand by the grace of our Lord. I can't even remember the scripture. But by his stripes we are healed. You got to uh, replace it with that. And Christ has redeemed us for, from the curse. And I'm trying to think of that scripture again. <laughs> Go ahead, Richard. Well, you know, we were talking last yesterday, and we've been talking this whole week about the fact that we need to once again remember who we are. 
I'm a child of God. God has given all these promises to me. They're all good. God has promised me, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Those things are the fruit of the Spirit. Jesus did not come and say, I came to give you sadness. I came to give you lack of peace. I came so that you can be depressed. No, he said, I come to give you life and it more abundantly. And when we come to realize that and who we are and that as the children of God, we actually have access to the armor of God. And, you know, we were talking about the armor of God over the last couple of days. We have access to the armor of God. Way too many Christians never put it on. They act as if they won't need it. That, oh, I can take care of this myself or whatever the situation might be. They never actually put on the armor of God. It is a sad but true fact that a great number of Christians have no idea what the Bible says about them, about God, about what God's going to do, about the power of the armor of God, and they just live their life almost as if nothing will ever happen. Well, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Oh, and people will say, though, and I'm sure somebody's listening right now going, I got up this morning and went to work. I, I... provided for my family. I cooked breakfast. I did whatever it was. I do all kinds of things without Jesus. And I've had people say that. You can't do anything in the kingdom. Right. You can't do anything important that's eternal without him. Well, we got to realize, too, in Hebrews 1, Scripture says God appointed Jesus as the heir of everything. And and I guess that's why Jesus would say, without me, you can do nothing. Because it's all his. God appointed him heir over everything. and then, But then again, in Romans it says we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. And that scripture concerning sickness just hit me again. We, he's, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's what you got to declare you gotta when you get it. an evil doctor's report. You got to believe it. Well, the scripture says in Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. Believing is first. But you know as well as I do how many people put more faith in the doctor than they do in God. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And here's the thing about believing and speaking. You really necessarily don't have to believe it first. But if you say it enough, you'll start believing it. It's just like a lie. If I if I lie a lot, I'll start believing my own lies. <laughs> well, somebody that lies a lot, they believe their own lies. So you can speak it, believe it, or, or believe it and speak it, believe it and speak it, speak it and believe it. And it'll start because faith comes by hearing. Whatever you hear the most, you'll start probably believing the most. If somebody told me lies about you previous, and I know that probably happened with you before you met me, <laughs> uh, and you didn't know me, and you just started believing or receiving the messages, the negative messages that you heard about me without even meeting me, and I like to say get it straight from the horse's mouth, you probably would believe those lies. And then when you finally met me, you probably would have a prejudice against me. Because you've heard the negative things that were said about me, even though they wasn't true. Because faith comes by hearing. You're going to believe whatever you hear the most. So well, this happens. And, you know, the reality of that is somebody, spouse, works somewhere, and they don't like somebody there. So they're always saying, I don't like them. I, you know, they did this. I don't like when you as the spouse meet that person, you usually don't like them right off the bat because, right. oh, that's them. That's the one. <laughs> that's the one right there. Yeah, so we got to be careful, you know. We got to guard our ear gates. You know, our ear gates shouldn't be just trash cans. You have to, and again, God wants us to hear what he's saying. Jesus said, my sheep hear me, and they know my voice, and the voice of a stranger they won't follow. 
And, and God's only going to give us the truth. So he wants the truth to saturate our hearts, to transform our thinking. And the truth is found in his word. And again, if it don't line up with the word of God, I, I just don't receive it. That's why it's easy to love people because God said his love's been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It tells us that in Romans. So, okay, well, if his love's been pouring out in my heart by the Holy Spirit, that means I can love people. Don't mean I got to like everything about them, but I can love them. So when I heard that negative report about that person, again, I'm not going to receive all of that because I know how people are. I know how the devil works. He works through people too, and he'll use people to do his will. And God wants to use his people to do his will. Again, he says God's desire is that his kingdom will come and that his will will be done right here on earth as it's done in heaven. And again, those are kingdom principles. The kingdom of God works totally different from the, this Babylonian system, this kingdom of darkness which Satan rules. And he wants to take it, everybody with him. Actually, you know, we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But we can get to be born again and come out of his kingdom. And that's when the real fight begins. But anyway, but guess what God wants? He wants everybody to have the truth and have that abundant life. And concerning spiritual warfare, trials and tribulations, persecutions, God wants to give us the victory over that too. Just like he keeps referring to Jesus defeated the last enemy. Scripture says the last enemy is death. Well, that didn't hold Jesus down either. Death, hell, or the grave didn't hold him down. He defeated that. So if he, and the scripture says in Romans, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. And it gives life to our bodies through his spirit that dwells in us. So we're overcomers too. See, he defeated sin and death. I, we don't often think about it. sin and death go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sin brought death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the death that we see, people physically dying and those things that we see, sin brought that. When we see the things in the world that we see, the lion used to lay down with the lamb, but it was as sin brought, was brought into the world that we see the world operating the way that it is, and we think this is just the normal way the world works. Sin brought death. Right. Adam was supposed to live forever, and, and he, got, he died spiritually first, and then eventually he died physically. physically. See, the but wages he still of, lived, he lived to be 900 or The wages of sin, though, is, is death. death. Sin brought death. Sin and death go hand in hand. Uh-huh. And that's why the Bible talks about Jesus defeated sin and death. He defeated both of those things. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. I don't know too many people can do that, but I guess because I'm an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ, we don't have to fear death. That's what Paul says. Right, right, right. We don't have to fear death. Oh, I'm in oh a good death, family where now. is thou sting? We're in a good family now. See, and that's the new mindset that you have to have. If Jesus, which is our Lord and Savior, our great high priest, if he defeated death, hell, and the grave, what does that make me? Well, Scripture says I'm an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ. And when First John, as he is, so am I in this world. So I'm an overcomer. I'm a winner. I'm, a vic- I'm the victorious one not a victim so that's the mindset god wants you to have but he says i'm going to give you this armor and this weaponry to use i'm going to give you the things you need to have an abundant life here on earth as it is in heaven and all we have to do is say yes yes lord and not be just a hearer and a doer when he says pray pray when he say give him praise 
Give it up. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Remember Proverbs 3, 5, and he'll direct your path. Oh, that he says, don't lean to your own understanding. Remember, that's what the devil works in your own understanding. We just read in Corinthians, casting down imagination. So anything that, anything that's trying to bring something to my understanding that's not in line with the word of God or that wants to exalt itself against the knowledge of God, I got to cast it down. I can't receive that thought. No, I don't. And I don't it doesn't it. matter how long you've believed it. You right, right, right. You believe something your whole life, and if it's wrong, you've got to cast it, don't line, it out. Right, if it don't line up with the word of God, I got to replace it now. And, and the scripture said in Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for correction. So your parents might have told you something. Oh, yeah. Your teacher might have told you somebody oh, along the way may have told you something. And if it doesn't agree with what God says, you got to get rid of it. I had a lady come to my Bible study, man, and, and, and came against almost everything. And I declared and I had the Bible open. You know what kept, she kept on saying? Well, my grandmama said, I'm like, well, well, thus said the Lord is right, it's right here in black and white. But my grandmama said, so she didn't really care what the scripture said. What she really believed that was planted and rooted in her heart was what her grandmother said. And what her grandmama said, we love her grandma, but her grandma didn't have the will of God. She didn't have any revelation knowledge. But she had been training her kids to believe what she believed. And I'm telling her, here it is in the word. And she's like, nah, you don't supposed to add to the word. Well, you're trying to make, you're trying to exalt grandma's knowledge <laughs> over the knowledge of the Lord's will. But people do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know as well as I do how many people know that the Bible says something. I would, I'll bet you if you took a poll right now, the first hundred people you saw, the majority of them would say that the Bible says God helps those that help themselves. Right. The Bible doesn't say yeah, that. That's no not there. a scripture. <laughs> and yet so many people think that is a scripture verse. Well, here's another one. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> it ain't in there. Right. But because you heard, heard it. it. Well, Jesus talked about that. You made the traditions of men. <laughs> you then exalted them over, over the truth of God. And again, we can take something we've done traditionally and, and make it religious. And we'll, we'll look good. And, and it's not of God. Paul talked about that in Romans 10. He says, you people have a, a zeal for God, but it's not according to knowledge. Yeah, you're on fire. You love the Lord. And again, a lot of people out there, you love the Lord. Yes, with all your heart and, and on the feeling side. But now you got to get some knowledge of the Lord. And that's what you and you got to cast down again stuff that's been planted in you from grandma and mom and them. Because they told you that and you believe that. Remember, I tell the story all the time about the lady with the roast. Husband say, honey, why every time you, you put the roast in the pot, you cut the end off? She say, baby, I don't know you. My mama always did that. Let me call mama and ask her why she do that. She called my mama, why every time when you cook the roast, you cut the end off? She said, I don't know, baby, your big mama always did that. Let me call big mama and ask her that. She called big mama, say, big mama, why every time you cook the roast, you cut the end off? Big mama say, Baby, I cut the end off because the pot wasn't big enough. <laughs> so, again, we do stuff traditionally not knowing why. And we it seems right. And we know the scripture over in what you, Proverbs 14. It says there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it's death. Back to that death. It, it, it's killing you. It seems right that I can take all this meds and all this. Because the doctor said, took, subscribed it to me. Well, it, it seems right, but it's killing you. And we know with those meds, man, on those television commercials, they tell you all the bad stuff <laughs> happen. It's more than what it, it's going to help. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. So, you know. Well, the one I like is the Chantix. Chantix. It, it stops smoking. 
Okay, what's and, the adverse effect? Oh man, and death and heart attacks. Yeah, right, right, right. You may as well keep smoking, messing with that. Suicidal thoughts, right? All this stuff. I'm like, you. I'm not pro smoker, so don't get me wrong, but. You hear some of the side effects. You that man, these people might be safe for smoking. Well, well that's why stuff. you got to just depend on the word of God, because the word of God abides forever. You know, He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of His peace is upon us, and by His stripes we're healed, delivered, set free. If you want to be delivered from anything, it's all. It still goes back to the word of God. Just get the word, sick the word on it. You know, plead the blood. The blood is still vibrant. Plead the blood over that thing. And that's what yeah, God wants us to know. Yeah, the devil come along and say, that's not going to work. Well, well, that you, used to work, Well, then maybe, you go back to Corinthians. You go back to Corinthians and cast down you that thought. You can't do it on your own. Mm -mm. You got to have hell. Mm -mm. You got to go back uh, to Corinthians and cast down that thought. And I want to move over to First Peter since we're talking about trials, tribulations, persecutions, and, and, and being spiritually ready to, to fight against the devil. Look what he tells us in First Peter. I'm going to look uh Started at 313, and I got a subtop, but it says suffering for right and wrong. First Peter 313. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? And we know God is good. I'm gonna follow him. But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, oh, you mean we have to suffer for righteousness' sake? Well, Jesus talked about that over in Matthew 5. He says, if you, but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. He says you're blessed. If you go through it for my sake, look, and do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. Now, we know in the Bible, I heard it says 365 times in the Bible, fear not, or don't be afraid. That's one time for every day. Look what he says in verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that is in you. Well, the hope that's in me is Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I'm going to declare that when I'm going through stuff because I know he defeated death, hell, and the grave. So if he defeated death, hell, and the grave, this little thing that I'm going through, because you know our situation is worse than anybody else's, but this little trial I'm going through, if he defeated death, hell, and the grave, uh, I'm pretty sure he can get me through this because he's my Lord. Remember, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I ain't going to fear no evil because he's with me. If he then got through death, hell, and the grave, I'm pretty sure he can get me through this month. <laughs> he can get me through this sickness. And that's the faith on fire. That's believing, oh, God is able. But I'm going to read a little more. I'm going to look. Uh, okay. Give everyone a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as an evildoer, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. But it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than evil. So he's telling us, if God's going to allow you to go through the fiery furnace, and there's just more that comes with this. A lot of people don't want to go through nothing. They want it <laughs> easy, man. <laughs> right. They, I mean, and we got so we many read examples. about rejoicing and suffering and that kind of thing, and we think, well, that's just man, crazy. David was, I think he was probably the most one that talked about his adversity. His own sons came against him. So all throughout well, the scripture. Saul chased him all over the place. Right. Too. And he was, he was a man after God's own heart. So, again, we're going to go through stuff, and we're going to endure trials, tribulations, persecutions, suffering. But he says, again, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what's going to get us through this. And being grounded and rooted in the truth of God's word. I'm going to read a little more here. Look at verse 18. For, for Christ also suffered once for sins, 
the just for the unjust, that he may bring to us God, being put, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. So he says he was put to death in the flesh, but again, we know he was made alive by the Spirit. And the Bible tells us, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But over here, I'm going to go a little more. It says over, I'm going to go over to 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. Let me see where I'm going. Oh, okay. Verse 12. Look at verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. <laughs> but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Now I'm going to go up one more scripture, verse 11. If anyone if anyone speaks, let him speak as an oracle God, of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability that God supplies. So he's saying, your conversation should be in line with God's word. And one more, in verse 14, 414, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and God rest upon you. And I'm going to drop down to verse 16. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. Glorifying God in the matter of saying what God said. That's how Jesus did with Satan in the wilderness. All he did was glorify God in the matter by saying what was written. But just think of the mindset that it takes to, to suffer for God's sake to think that's a good thing. Well, he said you're going to go people, through it. You know, just we said a little earlier, most people don't want to suffer. Oh. They're not into suffering. They're not into Well, it's going to happen to you anyway. They're not into trials. They, they don't want any of that stuff to happen to them. And so it takes a completely different mindset. Go back to that renewing of our mind thing, because our old mind was dead set against suffering. It didn't want suffering. It didn't want to have anything to do with suffering. It didn't know suffering. And now he says we need to change our mind to where when we do suffer, we count it all joy. We consider it pure joy. We rejoice in all these things. Well, you know what? I was thinking about Isaiah 26. He said he will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because they trust in him. Right. That's so, how we get peace is by putting our mind on him. Right. You put your mind on your problems, you'll never have peace. And that's what God says. That's where my peace is going to come from. I want you to meditate and think on me. Think on what I said. That's going to give you the victory. Thinking on the problems, that ain't going to give you the victory at all. Right. That's going to give you, you more a, worries. And then you're going to go to uh, the bottle, to some pills or some other things to try to alleviate the, the pain. But he says, come learn of me. Cast all your cares on me. Give it to me. And that's what we got to learn to do as Christians. We got to learn to, to give it all to God. We're not designed to carry heavy loads. But he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So God gives us the victory through his word. And uh, that's what we got to continue to rely on, Richard. The word of God. Uh, having faith in God. Letting your faith be on fire. You know, and, and before we go, we're kind of running out of time here. we got a few more minutes. Go back to what we've been talking about this whole week, the armor of God. When you go back to Ephesians 6, beginning of verse 13, he says, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And to go back to this whole idea that we've been talking about, is that we need to put the armor on before there's a battle. Keep it Before, on. Just always have the... A lot of Christians want to do their own thing, don't really want to put on the armor of God. God's handy. There's way too many Christian people living 
as if God is on the wall behind a thing that says break in case of emergency, you know, like the old fire deal. And that they know where God is. And if well, there's something happened bad, we're going to start praying. We're going to bust the glass. We're going to uh, let him out. We ain't going to pray in the, before the tragedy. Right. We're we're not, pray we, don't, we don't need the armor until something bad happens. And then we're going to go looking for it and see if we can find it. But we know where God is. And so we put him on that shelf. We hide him behind that glass. And we just know that if we ever have a real emergency, we know where we can go get him. And, well, we're going to turn him loose. We're going to sick him on it. No, he says that we are to put on the full armor of God. Not maybe put on the full armor of God. Not think about put on the armor of God. He says to put on the armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, it is a given that the day of evil will come. Well, especially if you're moving forward and you want to manifest and advance the kingdom, it's going to come because we have an adversary and he's he wants to push you back. And again, as you were speaking, I was just reminded of Colossians. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. God wants you to have a relationship. And all this we're talking about is relationship with God. He wants you to be in fellowship and communion with him every day. And that's why he said he'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. You're thinking about what he said in his word. You're praying to him. You're praising him. You're glorifying him. You're magnifying him with the fruit of your lips by what's coming out of your mouth. When somebody, again, I'm going through stuff right now. And constantly, and a lot of people in our town know about it. The first thing they ask me, so how's things going? And my response is, all is well. All is well. And they say, how, how's the church going? I say, the ministry is flourishing. I'm, I'm glorifying God by calling things that be not as though they were, but I'm speaking in line. I'm speaking in faith. I'm not going to give you an organ recital and tell you all the bad things because we can be there for hours. I can tell you all a lot of bad things that's going on, but I'm going to glorify, like the scripture says, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. Because uh, God is my source. He's our source now. We're in the kingdom now. Remember, God shall supply all of our needs well, according see, to his riches and glory. And there's people probably listening to this show and thinking, well, yeah, old Pastor Richard and Pastor Vince, they never have anything bad happen to him. They, they're We're just primary out. targets. They're just, they're just hanging out with church people that don't have any problems. And so mm. they're, they're talking about all this stuff. It's pie in the sky. Yeah, that works for them because, you know, a couple of pastors, they don't deal with real issues. They don't deal with any real problems. And so what people need to realize is that pastors, just like everybody else, have things going on in their life. Well, just like Jesus told Peter, I guess Peter would be considered a pastor. Jesus said, uh, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but I pray that your faith will not fail you. And, and that's the same thing we're going to declare here, you know, with this broadcast, Faith on Fire. Our desire is that your faith will not fail you. God, Amen. he meant that for all God's people. And again, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, just keep walking and living by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.